As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right. It's the third week in Voidtober, and we are continuing it with Voidtober Returns. And this week, we're going to be talking about two horror movies that are the third sequel in a franchise. Not always the best, by the way. (laughs) But we picked them nonetheless because I think it's fun to pick like three, like a, a sequel out of a franchise. So this week, we're going to be talking about Ghoulies 3 or Ghoulies Go to College from 1990 and Night of the Demons 3 from 1997. Two movies that are ridiculous in the franchise. Personally, I think uh, a lot of people are like, what the fuck? But one of them just came out. Night of the Demons came out from Scream Factory for the first time on Blu-ray. And I thought, hey, this is a great opportunity for Halloween be able to talk about one of these movies that we haven't seen in a while in all of its glory these are weird combo combos together combination of these two movies they're just very different uh you know story wise but you know i think it's fun to pick from a franchise that yet you know you get to pick like a a specific one you know like i always like when i go to the like nightmare on elm street franchise i like picking part three and you know dream warriors to watch you know that's one i would like go to Mm -hmm. so i thought it'd be fun to try to pick ones that you wouldn't do in other franchises that maybe you wouldn't but it just happened to work that way because i recently just did a review of oh ghoulies one and two and i thought well you know i haven't seen part three and then i knew that that night of the demons was coming from scream factory part three and and we got that in we got all the trilogy on that even though i already have like the first two uh but i wanted to have you know the whole new one with all the new stuff because they got like work prints on like some of them but it just worked out that way so we decided to watch them for fun you know we got some good ones next week as well uh we're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing terrified with uh it's a shutter release and we're also gonna be doing anything for jackson which is also a shutter release so both are some of my favorite movies that I've gotten to see in the past 10 years. Right. And we've got two weeks left of Vo- Voidtober. That's right. Yeah. So we've been doing a lot on the YouTube. You if- put up a lot of YouTube. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of fucking videos on there, guys. And uh, it's actually been really cool. You know, I actually got to uh, I talked to Steven Biro of fucking Unearth Films the uh, last night. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. He's a really nice guy. He does the a lot of the like really depraved video releases but they have stuff that's not just 
depraved, you know, in their catalog. Mm-hmm. Like he's got some stuff that's from the eighties. It wasn't even like, you know, it's oh, just, like release. Yeah. It was just stuff that they had, you know, like he seems to be branching out a little bit more. So, but yeah, I, one of my videos wasn't getting <laughs> monetized and it wasn't getting the like normal viewage that most of my videos get, especially mm-hmm. for stuff that's like, you know, underground well yeah like right for the picking like the first august underground movie that i did got over 800 views or whatever you know and that was like not even trying Uh uh-huh and then this one the sequel the one that's the most depraved that everybody wants to hear what i have to say or someone to say about that movie got the least amount so it was kind of weird and i was like disappointed i was really disappointed because youtube was really trying to prevent me from putting that one up i don't know why <laughs> i mean i know why but it just i don't know how they're so organized it wasn't good enough for you right i had to like censor myself on there i hated that yeah that really upset me <laughs> yeah it did yeah i told i told steve i was like dude i was like i felt so dirty like having to censor myself you know like <laughs> with the beeps and shit but got to yeah. do what you got to do. Right. So we got a lot of stuff coming in. He's got a care package he's sending me. So that's really cool. We got a lot of movies that are going to be physical that we're going to be doing. A lot of like the like depraved stuff. So if you guys are interested in that, like he's sending out like some pretty crazy stuff, um, which was really nice of him. I thought that was really cool. So thank you for that. And then uh, we got some more stuff coming in. We got Dead Girl. We got... Uh, I got some screeners in. I got the mid or Malibu horror story, which is like part found footage, part like right paranormal. They've, got, been, they've been advertising that movie too. Yeah, I I, well, I saw it and I was like, oh, I should probably watch this. This might be a good one to watch. Um, but just we just there's so many fucking films coming out, dude. We got Caddy Hack, which is like the fucking crazy gophers that are gonna be going wild on the Caddy Shack. You know, that's what they're basically making fun of it's like some poisonous gophers are running around killing people (laughs) (laughs) i kind of i'm kind of looking forward to that one actually wild eye releasing sent that out to us and then mbd entertainment sent us the the dead girl from unearth and they also sent us the tombs of the blind dead on blu-ray from synapse films which Mm -hmm. is coming out too on the 24th so we got caddy caddy hack on the 24th and also uh tombs of the blind dead coming out on the 24th so if you guys are looking to get those i'll have a review up pretty soon probably this week Uh uh-huh but yeah dude fuck there's so much I'm, i'm having a hard time like sleeping i'm only getting like four hours of sleep and then falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> so, how have you been doing? You did some fun things. I went and saw Mother Taylor. <laughs> and I got, I'll tell you, well, I do got you to explain t- who Mother Taylor is. Well, so I went know. to the Taylor Swift movie. Everybody knows it was the only fucking thing that was in the theater this weekend. Well, it's, it's, a lot of people went to go see When Evil Lurks today on that day yesterday for some reason. That's that's weird. Because it was Friday the 13th, so people wanted to go see a horror scary movie. Scary movie. But yeah. anyway, I went... It was really cool. I had a lot of fun. Um, it, there was a lot of kids there. So there was like a, a lot of yelling and stuff, but it was really cool. It's really cool to see a bunch of uh, like girls scream, fuck the patriarchy. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it just kind of gives you hope for the future. Uh, you man, know? It must have been sad going back home having to clean them dishes, though, huh? I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Hilarious. <laughs> you know what's really funny to me, though, is like, you know, I joke, of course, guys, but like, 
Um, I, th- I see a lot of people that are really upset about the people that are like posting their videos from the theater. I've never seen anybody that happy in a theater before other than like, what's his name? What was his name? Pearl mania 5,000 was saying. Oh yeah. That, that it kind of reminded him of, of like, uh, it is Rocky horror picture show, Rocky horror picture it's show, Rocky right? Horror like that's the show. only thing I've ever seen that because even compares to it. He, it's like what, what I was getting at. What the point I'm trying to make is, is that. I think it's fucked up when people like get so upset about stuff like that. Like mind your own business. Who gives a fuck what you think? Those people are doing what they wanted in their happy moment. Like even when we walked in, like go drive down the street, right? Right. We see somebody acting stupid and they're like happy together. You're like, we even have made jokes like, and we're like, you know, we really shouldn't do that because they're happy. You know? Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, who gives a shit? Let them have fucking fun in the theater. What does it harm? Does it do you? Right. Like, just shut the fuck up. Like, like, you know, let them do their fucking thing, man. Right, exactly. Anyway, so you had fun? Yeah, I had fun. I had a good time. Yeah? I'm glad I went. You went with somebody who was a metal fan? No, yeah. No, like, and she came out of Swifty. She was like, I'm a really big fan now. And I was like, fuck yeah, you are, bitch. She <laughs> like, lo- like, her friend loves metal, dude. Like, she yeah, loves metal. Yeah, because we were metal. sitting there talking about Tool because she just got t- her Tool tickets because she always sees Tool when they come through. That's one and of the lighter things she, she listens to, she too. Had, like, she, had, she didn't even, like, realize what the movie was. I think she was just going because, like, she's, you know, just getting sober and, you right. know, it's a good it's a good thing to do she's never really listened to taylor swift you know she only knew like the old like shake it off you know like the only like which is like 14 years old you know but uh anyway yep she came out and she's like you know what i'm gonna get she she asked me like what album she should listen to so i like told her so haha she's swifty i'm telling you if you listen <laughs> listen to the fucking music and you would understand Dude, you guys but... are gonna get addicted it's like a fucking you know it's a cult it it's is indoctrinating they told, were, you indoctrinated your friend <laughs> one of my things that I saw that you sent me was really funny is like there was all these little girls dancing in a circle to one of the songs. Yeah. And like somebody put like fucking like some sort of devil worship stuff <laughs> to them running around in a circle. I thought that was funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like that's playful. Like the, chan- the chanting, the, right. the, the the witch chanting to <laughs> yeah. the little girls. Yeah. Like dancing, dancing in a circle. Yeah, they had some brujaria fucking <laughs> shit going on. Anyway. It was funny. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's fun. I think it's cool. I like I like that. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's cool that there's like a group of people that like something so much. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. Who cares? Exactly. What do I care that somebody's fucking happy about right. that? Yeah. In my miserable it life. Was, it was fun. <laughs> anyway, we got some surprises for you this week. We're going to be doing a little bit of a trick, a little uh, treat kind of thing for ourselves. Okay. So throughout this episode, guys, while we do this episode, Christina and I are going to make it interesting. We're going to do a little bit of trivia. We got some horror cards here from like the horror the trivia trivial pursuit. pursuit. Yeah, that Josh got us. Shout out if you're listening. From Josh Casper. Correct. Yeah. So shout out. Um, But he gave these to us a while ago. And I figured these are pretty easy to do. So we're going to test each other just every now and then. And if something, if we get it wrong, we get to make a rule. We drink. So we have shots made here. We got vodka. We got uh, apple pucker. Apple pucker. Fireball. And, and no blueberry oh. in in the in the drink. We, oh, okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't put the fireball in because the blueberry would have fucking made it weird. Oh, okay. Uh, so I put that in there, and we're gonna have, we have like pretty heavy shots here. So whenever we get one wrong, we have to drink, but we also get to make a rule for everybody. It's not a rule just for us. It's a rule for everybody. 
So if you say, okay, well, you can't say this or, you know, whatever, we're just going to make it difficult on each other so that we have to keep drinking. <laughs> so eventually this episode's going to end up in tyranny and we're going to fucking. So I have a dice. Do you want me to roll it? Yeah, we're going to roll the dice here. It's color. Okay. So how do we do this? Um, how do we go? Who goes first? Is there a penny or something on the table? No. Never mind. I got it. Okay. Call it, Christina. I'm got heads or tails. Okay. Tails. Okay. I got to flip a coin thing. It's heads. So I get to go first. Okay. So I get to ask you a question first. Is what oh, it's okay. Be. So since you. So do you want me to roll the dice? Yeah. We're going to kick this off right. She's going to roll the dice. I'm going to ask her a question. Green. Green. Okay. So I'm going to pick a random card here. Then ask the question. So, what is the profession of Aurora in the orphanage from two thousand seven? I haven't. I haven't even. I haven't even seen that movie. I'm. Oh wait. Uh, like I guess I can guess. Uh, the orphanage. Uh, nurse. Incorrect. What is it? A psychic. Oh, there's a psychic in the orphanage. Yeah, I thought you liked that. That's movie. a profession. Nah, no. Nah. Okay, all right, fine. I'll do that, another that, one. That's a bullshit question. <laughs> that's not a profession. Okay. This should be fucking easy. And if you don't get it, then you deserve this shot. <laughs> what gender is the vengeful spirit in Juan? Female. Yes. Oh, okay. I'll but take a y- shot. You know, anyway. in the original one, it said from 2002. I should have put that in there because that's important. There is a boy that is like in one of them. I can't remember if it's the grudge or whatever. But yeah, you got it right. So okay. I guess now I got to do one here. Yeah, you do shot. Here. No, no, no. Oh. I don't do a shot. I roll the fucking dice. This is how it goes. If you get it right, then we pass it. Red, burgundy, or whatever. <laughs> oh, make sure I don't show you the. Make sure I don't show you the answer. The third one down. Ah, what is not an ingredient used in the thing? 1982 for creature effects. I'm gonna give you a, a list. Oh, okay. Which is not an ingredient used in creature effects? Microwave bubble gum, cream corn, toothpaste, or mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Toothpaste. You're wrong. Fuck. Take a shot. <laughs> All right. Well, I get to make a rule too. I knew the gum, bubble gum, and I knew that the um, mm, that's really good, by the way. I knew the bubble gum and the um, cream corn because when it spills out, they were using cream corn. Ah. Um. Yeah. But I didn't know if it was toothpaste or fucking mayonnaise, and I figured. Yeah, they use mayonnaise then. That's weird. Yeah. Ew. Uh. Okay. So I get to make a rule. So. Wait, why do you get to make a rule? You lost. Because that's how it works. That's how it works. Because I make the rules. So what kind of rules should I make up, guys? You should make a rule that if you lose a question, you shouldn't be able to make rules. Every time you say, ah, uh, you have to say, you have to drink. Okay, that's I'm fine. I'm just kidding, no. I don't even say that. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, uh, I got it. Every time you bitch about taking a shot. <laughs> If you got if you say anything negative, go ooh or gross or anything. You have to take another shot. Okay, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, yeah, it's that okay. That goes for you too, then. You right? can make faces, but you can't audibly say that, it. That goes for you too, then. Okay, that's fine. That's okay. for it's a rule for everybody. I'm just telling you. Here, I'm gonna write it down. Can't bitch about shots. Yeah, you can't make audible noises. All right. So anyway, guys, so now that we do it, we've got the rules laid out. This should be an interesting episode. We do not have a horror shot section, obviously, because this is the horror shot section. It's the entire episode. So enjoy us getting drunk and uh, turning us into a complete disaster by the end of the episode. So 
<laughs> but uh, I think it might be that time to actually get into our flesh and potatoes of Voidtober Returns. Three, three, threes. With Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College from 1990, and Night of the Demons 3 from 1997. And we're going to go ahead and do that right Right now. All right, Christina. All right. Uh, Ghoulies Go to College says it was released September 18th, 1991. A college teacher brings the little creatures back to his campus where they proceed to terrorize the facility and students. Tagline, everyone's favorite troublemakers are on the loose again. On the loose. (laughs) Also, and out of the bowl. And totally out of control. Oh my god, that's, <laughs> so the, that's the best. Um, this was directed by John Carl Buchler. Beachler. Beachler. <laughs> uh, or Buchler Beachler. I can't remember. Uh, when he ran, he oh sorry, he ran the makeup effects department at New World Pictures. Yeah. And he directed Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. Seven. <laughs> the New Blood. Goddamn. Christina. Fucking, fucking Roman numerals. Jesus Christ. Um, he also did a Selder Dweller. Sel- Selder Dweller. Selder Dweller. And I'm glad he didn't make a rule about mispronouncing things. Uh, he also did Troll from 1986 and The Dungeon Master. He's, he is the master of, uh, of a lot of puppetry and uh, stuff. He was a, a legend. Right. Uh, the writers on this film, Luca Bercovici. Jeffrey Levy and Brent Brent Olson. Luca directed the first Schoolies movie. He's a producer and actor. He acted in Parasite from 1982. Right. Frightmare 83 was the doctor in Scanner Cop from 94. And he was in The Granny from 1995. The Granny. All of those have a little bit of something I like. Although Parasite's really not that great of a movie. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey was a writer on the first Schoolies movie. Mm-hmm. And mostly a director of smaller indie movies. Uh, Br- Brent, this is all he did. Brent Olson, this mm-hmm. was it. Okay. We have Evan McKenzie, who plays Skip, was in Disordered from 2014, Children of the Night from 1991, and he was also in Scanner Cop 2. Which we have both of those on 4K. And we reviewed them on the podcast. Yes, we did. We have Kevin McCarthy, who plays a professor. He... Very, 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 you recognize him if you see him because he was in both uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1956 and 78. Well, he was a main star in 58, uh, 56, and then they and then put he him was, in. yeah, he was a guest star in the 78. Yeah, just to know? have like they, a Because, like, you know, they, they even did that way back when with remakes. Um, and then he was he was Gomez's grandfather in Adam Family Reunion. He was in The Burbs. He was in The Howling Piranha and like a whole shit ton of stuff. We have Eva LaRue, who plays Erin. Uh, you probably recognize her from CSI Miami and All My Children. She was in RoboCop 3. Lots and lots and lots of TV and TV movies. We have Sherry Willis, who plays Buffy. She was in Heathers and Exorcist 3. I had to write it down. It, oh. We have Patrick uh, Liberto. 
Liberto, who plays Mookie. He was also in Heather's. He was in Three Ninjas. I, that's where I recognized him from. Three Ninjas? No, he's from Heather's. He was one of the football guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was also in The Last Sharknado. It's about time. Mm-hmm. The voice of the cat ghoulie was Richard Kind, the comedian. Yes, yeah. I, you could recognize his voice in that totally. Yeah, and, you know, American Dad, Family Guy voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, more recently, he was in Bo is Afraid, which we haven't seen yet. Yeah, I know. We need to watch it before the end of the year. Yeah. And then we have an appearance from Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Uh, he's one of the friends. You know, he was in Scream. and He doesn't even say anything stuff. in this movie, but it's like one of the first roles like he ever nods. did. Yeah. And we also, Kane Hodder is also in this movie. Yeah, for like the, the beginning like a, opener. Like a split second. He was the, that was the stunt of the movie. <laughs> is him riding, like getting hit by that fucking thing that rolls down the thing. The bucket. And, oh, yeah, that's right. That was him. And he's like riding in the bucket. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So you, do you want to tell me what you thought about this movie? Sure, sure. Um, so this is a movie that uh, I have never seen. I've never actually watched it. I didn't realize how big of a cast it had. Like, it's insane how many fucking people are in this movie. Like, there is no reason right. that there is this amount of talent in this movie because this movie is not that good. No. Somebody was like, you know what? I love irreverent college comedies. What if we took a comedy from college and jammed in ghoulies into it. What would you get? A, a terrible movie. <laughs> no, it's a silly movie. It's it's not one you should watch uh, and take seriously. It's not one that you all need to shut up and quiet down and sit around the TV to watch. This is one that you're supposed to participate in, that you're supposed to eat and make fun of and just enjoy for what it is. You know, It's not going to be the worst movie you've ever seen, but it's pretty damn close. And Damn close. It's it's if you can look at it as like a um I don't know what's that movie what's one of the college newer college movies that they they made you know like Van Wilder oh like Road Trip yeah or something like that yeah. if you look at it like that and then like mix in Ghoulies with it it's not so bad but the Ghoulies are uh, uh, just not what you'd expect them to be they are way 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 much like uh i would say they're kind of like the three stooges in this they even make nods to three stooges in the beginning of the movie with these ghoulies everyone it's a sexual comedy so there's a lot of nudity of women and stuff you know topless and stuff like that a lot of sexual comedy that you would have in those college movies mixed with ghoulies which is just so weird and i think it kind of makes sense in a way like if you really like on paper but as a ghoulies fan i mean to me the epitome of ghoulies is the second one (laughs) and that is where they're being silly but it's still a horror movie this one is literally a comedy movie and not much a a horror movie at all Mm -hmm. the first one is more of like a witch movie with magic and wizards and shit like that like summon the ghoulies yeah and they summon the ghoulies and they happen to kill people off it's still a horror movie but this one is a straight up fucking comedy. And this is like taking the piss out of the ghoulies. So that may upset a few people. It is definitely uh, not the best in the franchise. I can tell you that. And something I noticed is that the ghoulies went from the first movie where they were, they seemed really tiny mm-hmm. to the second movie where they seem like almost tr- double the size that they were in the first movie to this one where they're like straight up little people walking around almost like they're a little bit smaller than like, you know, a little person. And, oh. and and so they're still puppets, but they, you know, 
but still toilet sized. Yeah, well, the toilet is pretty big in this. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of an interesting story. It doesn't make any sense. None of it does. In fact, like there's no logistical sense made in this movie. Like there's a comic book that is like raises people and puts people into this magic toilet because I guess I mean, it, the weird thing is, is like they never address the toilet except for in the second one. And then it's like they had the picture of the toilet on the first one just to sell the first movie, but they never had a toilet thing in the movie in part one. Oh. And in part two, they finally do the toilet scene, which is a great scene where he eats out his ass and it actually goes with the tagline, they'll eat your ass out, (laughs) which was the original tagline before Charles Band said, eh. (laughs) This is the movie, though. The third one is the movie where Charles Band had sold off the franchise to Luca Bercovici to be able to do his own version of it and kind of carry it his own way. The fourth one even has a straight up little person with a mask on in it instead of like, you know, so they get bigger and bigger as they go is what I, I guess what I'm trying to say. But yeah, this is a total schlock fest. Like it is like the most ridiculous thing. They wear like outfits like the uh, in the 90s and stuff. That they're like wearing hats and clothes and making jokes with each other. The cat is kind of like the stupid one. So they always pick on it. And like the rat is always like the one who has to do all the dirty deeds. And then the, the, the fish ghoulie is the one that's like the one that came out of the toilet in the, in the pictures. He's the leader of the bunch. He's kind of like the Mo and like, there's like curly and you know, cat and the cat ghoulie. It's totally fucking three stooges. Right. But like, you know, they're up to no good. And there's a school that has a fraternity prank. It's prank week or whatever. And so the fraternities play pranks against each other. The perfect guys for these ghoulies to do whatever they want to do. And everybody think they're pushing the, the pranks too far. You know, it's just one of those kind of movies. There's literally no blood, just people being sucked into toilets That's about as depraved (laughs) as it gets. Mm -hmm. And a lot of boobies, you know? So if you like that kind of thing, it's not really funny at all. In fact, I felt like for to see Kevin McCarthy play this role as Professor Ragnar is, man, it kind of broke my heart a little bit. You know, like he's still doing his comedy as Kevin McCarthy. But I swear to God, it felt it just felt wrong. <laughs> it felt wrong seeing him in this role. So but before we start, Christina, why don't we have another roll of the die here? Okay. Your turn? Yeah, just roll just roll for me. Okay. Green. So let's see here. Ah. This one you might know. It's not your favorite movie. Okay. But in Suspiria, nineteen seventy seven. What type of dancer is the protagonist Susie Bannon? Ballerina. What kind of dance is that, Christina? Ballet. Correct. Oh. <laughs> See, I told you. Sucker. So now I have to go. Uh, you roll. All right. Green. I got green again. Shutter from 2004. Shutter? Yeah. S H U T T E R. Shutter. Shutter. It's a different shutter. Sh- I know. I'm sorry. T's and D's, Alex. This is why I don't speak Spanish. All right. Shutter from 2004. The remake? 2004? Yeah, I guess so. Is a horror film from what country? Oh, 
shit. Oh, my God. It's an Asian country, but I just can't think of which one it is. It's... And I don't want to say Thailand or Japan. So uh, let's go with Japan. It was the other one. Thailand. Yep. Fuck! <laughs> Close. I knew it, too. That was my first gut instinct to go with, too. All right. Well, I'm taking a shot. There you go. You're We're 0 oh and 2, Alex. 0 oh and 2. All right. So here's the new rule. Still get why you get to make the rules because I got to take the shot. But you're losing. I got to take the shot. Um, every time you take a shot, you got to say "Happy Voidtober." Okay. Happy Voidtober. Yep. Get prepared because you're probably gonna write it down. Write it down. All right, but yeah. So if I had to give this movie a score, so I would give it a three and a half out of ten. It's. I was pleasantly surprised of who was in the movie. That's why. Oh, okay. It's not that it's good. It's not. It's more of like it surprised me that it was better than I thought it was going to be. But I wish there would have been more gore and stuff like that. If you look at it as just a comedy, it's very average. But if you look at it as a horror movie, it's definitely lower than that. So I don't know. I think it's more of a comedy than it is horror, but. Mm-hmm. What about you? What do you think? I don't remember watching the first one or second one. I don't remember them at all. Like, okay. I, I don't know if I've seen them. I don't, I don't think you remember. need to. It doesn't matter. But that's what I was going to say is that's pretty good because you could just go into this movie and watch it. and You don't need to know. You don't need to know the other two movies. Right. Well, the person who made this, the sequel didn't even see the first movie. So when they made the second one, whoever wrote it didn't write it. But the, the oh, first movie was another story or something right i didn't of course i didn't like this because i hate this type of humor this immature fucking college humor which they don't even do anymore because it's (coughs) not appropriate oh yeah and it's not funny i don't think it's funny at all it's not funny it's dumb but it was really hard watch for me and then it had like this comical music throughout the thing like the three stooges music throughout the whole fuck thing you barely see any goddamn ghoulies. They're they're not even like really running amok. There's only a few scenes with them. The rest of the movie, it's like like the fuck it the fraternity stupid shit. And then they got like the, the boy girl drama that who fucking cares. But like you said, there is a lot of people in this movie, mm-hmm. which was interesting to see. And I don't know I don't understand why they did this movie. I mean, I know like for some of them it's like earlier in their career so you just kind of have to take what you can get but i don't know it's just weird obviously it's a straight to video release oh yeah like it you know it didn't hit theaters or anything which is probably why it's this immature fucking humor i think it's just because they were so popular ghoulies was Mm -hmm. when the other movies came out kids really loved it so they thought oh well these are now these kids are in college (laughs) we'll just put them in college too yeah exactly pretty much that's what i'm saying well that's weird I'll give it a two out of ten. No, I didn't. I didn't really enjoy it. There's only a couple. There's a couple of scenes I'll, that you know I'll go over when we go over the two out of ten. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't like it. Well, I figured it'd be lower than my score. So of course, <laughs> it always is. Always. Yeah, everything sucks for her. Yes, this sucked. <laughs> two out of ten. Okay. Well, so we give that a one point seven five between the two of us. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. No, I'm sorry. A 2.75 between the two of us. Doing the boy math. Sorry. Anyway, so we do have a little bit of trivia. There's really not a lot. There really pretty much is none. So we're pretty much just going to have to talk about this. So, uh, Christina, you want to roll? Oh, yeah. Roll for me. Let's roll for me. Oh, wait. Was it my turn or your turn? 
your turn. No, it's my turn. It's your turn, yeah. So blue. The Hills Have Eyes, the remake, 2006. What California city is the Carter family traveling to? California city. Remember where it's they go. In the go. desert. They're in the desert. They're traveling to a place uh, in Death, California. Death Valley? They got detoured. So just remember that. They were heading someplace. In California. Yes. San Diego. Los Angeles. <laughs> San Diego. Pick. San Diego. You're right. You're fucking lucky. <laughs> You're lucky I reacted. <laughs> You're lucky I reacted. It was my first choice. I don't even fucking remember that movie. All right, I'm rolling. Oh, shit. Uh, I think that's orange. All right. <laughs> In Poltergeist 1982, which we watched last week for the podcast. on Oh, wow. <laughs> on what? Is the housing community Custer Verde built? Oh, you know, that's easy. That, yeah, of course. It's a fucking uh, Indian cem- Indian cemetery. Right. Well, it says a cemetery. Yeah, it's so, it's, yeah. but it's it's definitely the burial ground of in- uh, Native Americans. Right. Yeah. You didn't move the bodies. You didn't move. <laughs> you cheap son of a bitch. <laughs> you moved the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> Uh, I'll go ahead and take a shot since we both so, got it right. We're right. Okay. So um, you got to say. Happy Voidtober. All right. You got to say it better than that. Bitches. Happy Voidtober. Yell it outside the mic. Happy the- Voidtober. <laughs> Jesus. She's so excited to be here today, guys. <laughs> anyway, if you want to watch Ghoulies Go to College, you can watch it on Tubi for free. Um, you can also rent it or buy it if you want for cheap, too. I got it on some deal from Fanflix for five dollars so if you know what fan if you go to fanflix.com i think it is you can find the five dollar horror um halloween bundle and you can pick three movies that digital on digital for five bucks yeah so i i would do that if i were you just because it's like you might as well right you know because there is some really good picks in there they have like at least 40 movies in there to pick from Mm -hmm. so and there's some really good ones in there i just had most of them so i got ones that i didn't have oh but if you don't want anything spoiled here's your warning so ghoulies go to college uh what do we want to talk about christina what do you want to what do you want to mention about this crap filled well crap fest <laughs> i would like to mention there was a scene where um like th- there was a panty raid which was fucking ridiculous okay yeah and then the girls were showering they were in the shower yeah and then the ghoulies showed up like while they were in the shower yeah they were excited about that right and then the one ghoulie took a plunger and and stuck the plunge. <laughs> that was pretty. That looked pretty cool. Her he whole stuck face, it on her face. Yeah, her whole face was like plunging plunger. I don't know how do you say that. <laughs> he plunged her face. Yeah, he plunged her face. So and it, and it made it funny. like come fucking out like like ridiculous levels, like cartoon effect. Yeah, levels. That was that was clever. And and then she falls back and her legs go up in the air all yeah stupid. straight up like Looney Tune shit. Yeah, like weird. Yeah, it it is really odd. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking when they made this. Mm-hmm. That the, the other death was the other guy who like goes in the toilet. He sits on the toilet and gets sucked down. Mm-hmm. And you see his leg like kind of up like like in the blob. You know when the guy goes in the uh-huh. in the drain and his leg and his arm are sticking there. <laughs> Which we're going to be doing a review that on the on the uh, I'm going to be doing a review of the 4K when it comes here. You know, do you ever have fear of like because I've heard people talk about like, you know, sitting on the toilet doing their business and then like a mat. 
a maggot comes up on their leg or like oh my god did you see the one where the snake came up through the toilet oh no but what are you talking about maggots coming up out of the toilet yeah why would there be maggots coming up out of the toilet i don't know but it's some i I don't know i don't know how that happens but yeah and then they attach to your leg and then they just suck you dry (laughs) i feel like i feel like this movie should have like made people like they had to stuff everybody down in the everybody down in the toilet into the their lair yeah to and they get had like to go some, to hell yeah like they had some underground like ninja turtle lair where the ghoulies lived because <laughs> <laughs> like i want to know where they came from like because in the beginning of the movie they just come flying through the window to stop the guy from reading the scripture so it's like almost like the the ghoulies had chased him there mm-hmm. to college and it was one of the guys at the party, I think, because in the movie, in the first movie, there's a bunch of college kids that go to this guy's house and they're all like going to co- They're all college friends and they throw this party. And then the, the, the son of this guy who inherits, he inherits his house. His father was a Satanist and he was like this grand wizard, like fuck, not like cleansing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like Dungeon Master. Yeah, no, <laughs> Satanist, whatever you want to call it. Like fucking stereotypical fucking shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And like his his dad, he reads from some of the stuff and summons them all. So I'm thinking it's one of the guys from the first movie who escaped from that place and then go back to, right? they go to college and the ghoulies chase them there. But I don't know where this comic book comes from. It comes from the wall. Yeah. That was the other thing that really weirds me out. It came from the wall. So the ghoulies come in, they attack this guy, he picks up the comic, and he gets sucked into the toilet. The comic book falls on the ground, not even a drop of water on it, by the way, or blood. Mm -hmm. Not a drop of blood anywhere in this movie. Right, right. And and then somebody had the wherewithal to put the fucking, like, who put it in the wall? Maybe they subconsciously put it in the wall because they know someone would find it, so then they can be conjured. Yeah, like, the guy pulls a, like, tile away from the wall and he's like oh look there's a reading material uh, yeah reading material for me to go to the toilet on and then i didn't know like the professor gets all obsessed with it which is kind of weird well yeah because he just i guess because he's into knowledge everything is super tropey filled you know what Very. I mean? and like all the parts in between are like so like regular storytelling of like college comedy bullshit yeah like he's gonna bring the pr- prank king the fraternity guy and the the girl does not like that. I don't want to do right. a guy whose main priority is to be the the prank king. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and there's always the cool, like, nerdy dude. He's, like, the king of the nerds. And Matthew, Matthew, Matthew Lillard was totally, like, he had the glasses with the with the, the tape in the middle. Yeah. And, yeah, I thought it, it was, was like, funny. It was, like, Revenge of the Nerds, but, like, they had this story about pranking instead. Yeah. And it was all like sex filled, of course, too, because also it's like they'd got revenge of the nerds from it because the main guy of the nerd, the nerd king, Skip, mm-hmm. who is the king of pranks, he thinks, which he, he rigs a fucking bench at a college, some sort of electronic device to a bench so that he can push a button so people fall back. And I was like, dude, there's bricks around the people's heads. You're, they're going to someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, back to Revenge of the Nerds, because this is totally within that era. Oh, totally. It's like they stole the main guy from because he dates the girl that is the other guy is seeing on the. It's always that trope. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That the leader of one frat is in love with the girl who's like dating the shitty guy in the other frat. But it was kind of like mixed in there 
because she was technically with the nerdy guy. Mm-hmm. And then he she goes for the, the cool guy and they go back and forth throughout the whole fucking movie. So mm-hmm. it was like that typical Revenge of the Nerd story. There's I think there's that one because that guy in the in the first fucking Revenge of the Nerds, he rapes the girl because she's drunk. Right. And I'm pretty sure that's what happened. That's yeah, that's what happened. Yes. Yeah, and it Gross. was like and everybody it's like, but she was just OK with it. Like after well, she got raped. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here's my new man. Didn't we watch that? And we we're like, wow, this is really not aged well. This is totally- no none of those movies, though. But that's why I don't like that humor. You know, well, I guess I don't it, you know, it's just it's just a, it's a bygone era. You know what I mean? So. I'm trying to think of some other funny things that were in this movie. Um, and then then you had like the really slutty girl who's sleeping with that Wesley guy, the guy who got flushed down the toilet. Oh, you got to have her in there because she's one of the tropes she, in those movies. Well, yeah, because she's topless like the whole time. But the the ghoulies like don't even touch her until she's there the she's whole the, time. She's the girl that gets her mouth pulled out by the. Right. The plunger. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. But but while everything else was going on, she was just like. Uh, on a row machine with her headphones on and like it was, it was just she was the nymphomaniac me. in the movie yeah she was sleeping with everybody of yeah, course because you know that's what nymphos do that's what they're known to do what i hear okay okay <laughs> i like how like uh ragnar the professor ragnar he doesn't realize that he can summon them in and out so he like and he's always like get out of here you know and then they <laughs> just disappear and they're like whoa whoa <laughs> And then they appear where whatever they're like standing around. They're always standing behind something because obviously they're puppets. Mm-hmm. So whatever they're standing in front of goes with them. Like there was a goat one time that they go with. And then oh, they, yeah. And they appear. And then like it's like there's only one time in the movie where they make themselves evident. And it's to the Ragnar's assistant mm-hmm. who walks in on him. And they're like they kill her in front of him. And he doesn't even care. Right. Remember they grab her tongue and they just wrap it around her or something like that. Right, and strangle her to death. Yeah, and then with they just tongue. later on, like his tongues, like skip, totally do that. Skip and Aaron find her body just laying in his fucking office. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh God, who did that? Anyway, it ends pretty typically. The one thing I did like is that you got the the Ragnar. If he he gets attacked because. Uh, Skip gets a hold of the comic book and uses the the ghoulies against him. And Ragnar's like, I'll just take all your power and become one. And he does. His whole stomach turns into the a monster. And he's like a talking guy with a talking stomach. And when he speaks, the head speaks, he's got the like prank hat on, the prank mm-hmm. crown. And in his mouth is moving with the creature's mouth on his stomach. Which is really kind of cool. You know, it actually, it looks like Krang from fucking Ninja Turtles or some shit. Mm -hmm. You know, like he's walking around and all the camera shots are like from the floor up. Right. So, and it's almost like, so once they defeat him because he gets sucked into the toilet, right? Mm -hmm. They all get sucked into the toilet and then there was a bigger fish ghoulie that came out of the toilet that would have been the size of him, right? Right. The man, Ragnar. Right. Yeah, yeah, he turns into, like, mega ghoulie. Yeah, like, is, it, is that what it is? You know, is that yeah. what the fourth one should have been? Is that a I big old fish not. monster, like the second movie where the he walks around? Oh, I, I don't know because I don't remember the second movie. Oh, I love that in part two. <laughs> he, like, eats all the little ghoulies. Uh-huh. They, like, have to summon a big ghoulie to eat oh, the little ghoulies. Oh, I see. But they don't know how to get rid of it because, which makes no sense because, like, they say that the little ghoulies are indestructible in the sequel. Mm-hmm. 
So they have to summon the big ghoulie to eat the little ghoulies. But wouldn't the big ghoulie be indestructible too? Right. So they figure out that they they rig a a mechanism where he eats another bomb Mm -hmm. made of like a fake suit ghoulie that he stuffs into his mouth and then blows him out from the inside. Wow. That's how you kill a ghoulie, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, or stuff him down a toilet in this this case. (laughs) (laughs) But we do have another movie to talk about, and you know what that means? It's a new uh, roll of the dice. Roll that dice. So wait, is it my turn or your turn? You read to me. Is it? Wait. What What color is I'll read oh, to I you? Oh, I got the answer right, so it's yours. So blue. Okay. Oh, here you go. You better know this one, Christina, because... Um, okay, I'm ready. Okay, you should know this. This All right. should be easy. I'm thinking. What is it? In Videodrome 1983, the Civic TV station is located in what Canadian city? Let's go with your gut. Quebec? Cor- incorrect. Oh. Toronto. Oh. Why would you not pick Toronto? I don't know, because I don't know where I am. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, I got to take a shot. Drink up. Okay, can't bitch about it, and then, okay. Oh, what do you say afterwards? Happy Voidtober. Burr, burr, burr. Okay. Well, what's your rule? Oh. Ugh. Um, you can't. <laughs> my rule is you, you can't explain your thoughts on the next movie for more than five minutes. So I'm just kidding. I'm no, kidding. I'm kidding. That's, that's not, mean. Yeah. <laughs> that's mean. I was just kidding. Yeah. Well, you, uh, my, my my rule would be you have to actually explain <laughs> like your fucking my self. thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's funny. What do you want to do? I don't. I don't know. You can do something as simple as tap your cup. You know, when you drink. Tap your cup with you after your shot. So tap it on the table. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. I'm gonna roll for myself now. It's purple. Okay. I'm shuffling the cards. Well, you don't have to shuffle them. Just I like to shuffle. I just put the one Purple's on the bottom. Purple's on the top. It's the bats. At the end of Night of the Living Dead from 1968, the deputy the deputy mistakes what character for one of the undead and shoots him. Well, it's kind of a hard question. The oh, what character? The deputy mistakes what character for one of the undead and shoots him. Yeah, who did he shoot? Who did he think? was a zombie now i'm getting confused because like they shoot the black guy in the end because he comes up out of the basement in the head but and what was his name ben that is correct yeah yeah see ha! i know my shit bitch (laughs) 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 yeah i better know that one you know what i mean like (laughs) fuck okay sweet i'm gonna take a shot anyway okay what do you say oh i gotta tap my cup happy voidtober baby yay all right, so we got another movie to talk about, and that is Night of the Demons 3 from 1994. It's about a group of delinquents who accidentally shoot a police officer to avoid arrest, and they hide out in the abandoned house called the Hall House from the first Night of the Demons movie, unaware that it's haunted by the demon Angela. Taglines. You can check in anytime you like, but you can never leave. Angela is up to her old tricks again. I like the first one better. This is director Jim Kaufman. He is the director of The New Adams Family, Big Wolf on Campus, Night Waves, The Outer Limits. He did about six episodes, and he also directed a movie called Vampire High. Ah. Got writer Kevin Tenney, who was the original director of the first movie, as well as the writer for the first movie. He did uh, Witchboard, Witch Trap, Witchboard 3, The Possession, and Pinocchio's Revenge. I believe he was doing Witchboard 2 at the time when this movie came out. Oh. But 
that's why they didn't ask him to direct. Oh, no, he was doing Witchboard 2 when the second one was being made, and they didn't ask him to direct the second one. Oh, okay, I see. So I got that wrong. But yeah, they wanted him to write for this. There's a whole bunch of story on that I'll tell you about later. We got Amelia Kincaid, who comes back as Angela. She is the epitome of the demon that takes... She's basically the Freddy Krueger of this Night of the Demons franchise. And uh, her last role, by the way, as an actress, that she went on to be a successful animal psychic and author, by the way. Are you kidding me? No, it's just real. How the fuck you be an animal psychic? Okay, sorry. I don't know. Is that a career choice as well? I mean, in Hollywood, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that do that. That's crazy. She did a lot of dancing roles, obviously, in a lot of different movies and TV shows as a bit actress, mostly throughout her career. So, you know, this probably did better for her, you know. She's a really good dancer. I mean, she did. Oh, that, yeah, totally. She did that dance in the first movie that was like epic. It's mm-hmm. like so memorable. Right. Although she was in The Young and the Restless for six episodes in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So we also have Chris Holden Reed, who plays Vince, the bad boy in this movie. He was in Lost Girl TV, The Listener TV Show, Captain Canuck TV. This is a Canadian film, by the way. Uh, Dark Matter, Taken TV. He was also uh, played Axel in the Umbrella Academy, which if you've seen that show, he's the leader of the Swedes in that show. Mm -hmm. We also have Gregory Kalpakis, who plays Nick. He was the the counterpart to Vince, the good guy that's kind of bad. He was in iZombie, the Hunger TV series. Andromeda TV and Cold Squad TV series, which he was in like 38 episodes of. Never even heard of it. We also have Tara Sloan, who was the short-haired blonde girl in the movie. Mm-hmm. She's actually the lead singer of the band named Joy Drop, oh. which was a Juno-nominated rock group, <laughs> I guess, in Canada. Oh. She went on to host Rockstar in Excess, which is some TV show where they have a bunch of bands fight or championship over then she went on to become a hockey broadcaster and host for Budweiser Stage at Home. Huh. She did some TV, but mostly, you know, she's done a lot of that and made a big career for herself doing hockey. That's she, cool. She did La, uh, La Femme Nikita TV show and the Straight Jacket Lottery. We also have Christian Tessier, who is Orson, the dorky guy in the movie. He was in the Hunger TV series, Goosebumps TV. The Tomorrow People TV series, Battlestar Galactica TV. He was also in Wayward Pines, and he also had a role in Sweet Tooth, the, the Netflix series. Oh, God, I never finished that. I never saw it. So We also have Joel Gordon, who plays Reggie, the guy who uh, gets shot in the movie. Max Payne, he was in that movie. He also did a voice for Tales from the Crypt Keeper in the cartoon, <laughs> which I thought was kind of interesting. Just an episode. He also did Animorphs TV and The Line TV show. We also have Patricia Rodriguez, who plays Abby. She actually got into TV and voice acting pretty early on, even before this. So she didn't like go to voice acting from this. She actually went to become just continue her work mm-hmm. doing both. Hmm. Um, she actually was in there and uh, she was actually in the Country Mouse and the City Mouse Adventures as a voice actor. Arthur. You know, the Arthur TV show with the mouth, with the glasses or whatever. Mm -hmm. She was also in Skunk Fu and many others. Uh, She, uh, we also have Stephanie Balder, who plays Holly. She's like the the cheerleader girl who got her start on You Can't Do That on television. And then she was also in Are You Afraid of the Dark? And then she did a bunch of TV movies that I've never even heard of. We also have, last but not least, the detective in this movie, who is Velasta Verana, who 
was Dewart's detective who was supposed to be ending his job that night, but had to go on the last call. Mm-hmm. Trope. <laughs> he's got over 207. Uh, he's got over 276 acting credits. And his first feature was David Cronenberg's Shivers. And he even went on to do Rabid with David Cronenberg. So oh. this is a wholly Canadian film. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He did some voice work over the years, including Heavy Metal and the kids cartoon called Ulysses 31, which I just recently refound. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, he also did a couple of episodes of Friday the 13th, the series. He was in Scanners 2 and Brain Scan. Wow. Christina. What did you think of this fine straight-to-video movie? Well, I remember we watched the first one. I think we watched it last year for Voidtober, which I really, I did like that movie. I don't remember the second one, so I don't know the plot line on the second one. I'm assuming it's completely different than the third one, but it has to do with the house. Right. Yeah, the second one didn't really have anything to do with like crossing the threshold or anything like the first movie. Oh, okay, but in the, in this third movie, right, it, it does. Tenney, okay. Kevin Tenney, who wrote the first one and directed the first one, wrote this one. Right. So he kept the lore in one and three. Mm-hmm. Two was one that was at college with the girl named Mouse. Oh, where they carry okay. they carry. I think they had the they carried the lipstick from the house. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay, I remember. But okay. it doesn't make sense because if the evil right. was inside the lipstick, it wouldn't have made it over the cross the threshold. Right, exactly. So it's kind of stupid. Okay, so I guess this one would probably be a little bit but better lore-wise. Yes, the nipple they lipstick. Had, no, 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 no. In the sequel, they had Angela have biting tits. Oh. So her boobs came and like bit people's hands off and shit. <laughs> but she was kind of like, in this movie, she, Angela was just kind of like, meh. Yeah, like, you didn't like it, her in this nah, one? Nah, it, it wasn't that exciting. It was just like, oh, look, it's a demon. Yeah, but she had the oh, voice that. like that. <laughs> like Batman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. There was some cool scenes, but it was it just kind of dragged out. It just had, like, really tacky jokes. I did enjoy it more than the first film, because it did. You, but, uh, you but, mean, wait, you mean the first movie we watched? The, yeah, I did enjoy it more than Go- Ghoulies 3. Okay, thank you. Enjoyed it more than Ghoulies 3. I was going to say, the first one is actually the best one in the whole fucking franchise. Yeah, no, you're right. The best one is the, the best one. I, I absolutely hated how they had this side story about this cop and the cops. And I understand it. they went somewhere with it. Right. But it was just stupid. And I, yeah, you I just like don't, it. I don't like that. Meh. No. No, dumb, dumb. But other than that, if I mean, it really was dragged out. Like nothing really happened. I mean, again, just a few scenes, and that was it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the acting was okay. I mean, you could tell it was a lo- you could tell it was a straight to video sequel. Right. What did you, you think know? about the 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 demonic parts? What did you think about the I dialogue? Thought, I thought the demons looked cool. I thought. The special effects were cool. I like the house. I still like the house. Wait, the new house? I didn't like that you at all. You didn't like that? Well, I don't no, remember the, the last old one, house. The first one has like the most character. This is like a this track one did, home. This one didn't really, the house didn't have character. Like it wasn't like alive. Right. Like in the first film. But I, I was speaking in terms of the interior design of the house. Oh, I God. liked it. Really? You're it running out of spooky. things to talk about, aren't you? But it did look like a haunted house. Yeah, I, did. I am running out of things to talk about because nothing really happened in the movie. Okay. There was animation. Like there was this 3D imagery in the beginning, which was kind of weird. But I guess for the time, what was this, 1994? 
1997. Oh, no, no. This wasn't good for 1997 at all. This is very cheap. Bleed obviously, because... It's Jurassic Park levels, like animation. Yeah, well, <laughs> no. No, and then, and then it didn't really tie into the rest of the movie again. Yeah. You know, okay, there was a couple scenes I, d- I did like that involved a snake, and then there was another scene where it involved a cat. Right. Well, not really a cat, but anyway, we'll talk about that when we get in the scenes. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I mean, honestly, I, I didn't... I thought it was cool that, that they bring Angela back like she is like the demon of the house. But I mean, you know, they could have done any with anybody. It wasn't okay. a big thing. What like, would you give a score? Uh, I'd probably give it like a four out of ten. Okay. So let's roll the dice. Okay. So purple. Ah, if you remember this. In Reanimator 1985, reanimation is made possible by which of the following? Injection, electricity, magic, or artificial intelligence, Christina? Injection. Okay. Thank God. (laughs) I know. Woo. I have a. That's a really easy one. I almost thought I wasn't going to get that one because I don't even remember that movie, but I do remember the cover and he had a needle and it was full green stuff. Yeah. That's the most iconic thing about the film. Like, that's why it's the easiest thing. I think that color is like the easy question. Right. I'll take a shot anyway. I got an orange. Happy Voidtober. Okay, let's do orange. All right. Oh, in Mama from 2013, in what century did Edith Brennan jump to her death? 17th, 18th, or 19th century? This is Mama, M-A-M-A from 2013. 19th century. You are correct. All right. I forgot about that. I almost like completely forgot about that part. Is that the one where the, it's the ghost mom taking right. care of the kid? Okay. Right. Remember? There's that so, whole like bad son, the good son moment at the end of the movie. So Edith Brennan, is that the ghost? I think so. She yeah. Like, okay. I just remember that, that it wasn't that far back. Oh, okay. So it wouldn't have been 18th century. There's movies on here I've never seen. Yeah. The Village. I'm going to take a drink anyway, so. Happy Voidtober, tap your cup, bitch. I did. Happy Voidtober. I'm pouring more. Oof, this stuff is poison. It's good. I like it. This is a good drink. I guess I complained. I'm going to have to drink it again. You did complain. It tastes like Kool-Aid. Tastes good to me, yeah. It tastes like grape <clears throat> Kool-Aid, actually. Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's almost like, um, what do you call it? Jungle juice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what did you think? Oh, so it's my turn what, to yeah, say. Yeah, what did you think, Alex? Okay, so this one is a, uh, it's definitely does not, it is definitely not as good as the first one. And I always think, I wouldn't know what to compare this one to. The second one, I would say that the second one's probably better than this one. There is definitely not a lot of money in this one. So, you know, your expectations should be very low if you've never seen this. If you've seen the second one, you kind of know what to expect. But the first one, to me, is an all-time classic. I would give it no less than an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just a solid film to watch on Halloween. It's probably one of the best. I love the demon genre, period. So that one in particular did a really good job of being part scary and part, like, uh, like you know, iconic. Because you got Amelia Kincaid. You also have, what's her name? Um... Linnea, Linnea Quigley, you know, she's in oh. it. 
there's uh-huh. some like fun in that movie. It's like it's a equal parts fun, but also kind of scary because there's a lot more gore in that film, I think. And the, the makeup effects, I think, is a lot much more to it than 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 this one. And I also like the intro of the first one more than this one. Uh, this one really pales in comparison to it all. Like, oh, it's like half the movie of what, you know, the other one is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. It's okay to watch if you're watching through the trilogy and if you're a collector and you want to have this movie. It's not that terrible. It's I, I liked it better than Ghoulies 3 for sure. For sure. And I think that it's it's like an it's an easy watch. It like goes by pretty fast. You can watch it, but the deaths are not very good. Like there's uh. there should be better deaths. There should have been better evil. There was a lot of like toying with each other. And, you know, I get it because there's other movies that do that. But there was a like sense of urgency in the first one that really missed out. And I really feel like Tenny could have done a better job of writing that. But he was limited by the new house and everything like that. They kind of came in late, so he didn't get a chance to. So I understand, mm-hmm. you know, that someone had written a script and it didn't work. And then he came in and filled it in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's very 90s. The charm of the 80s is gone where you got the punk kids that are doing the goth dance and stuff like that. All of that shit's gone. They try to recreate it in some ways by filling some of the sort of like archetypes in the movie, you know, because there's the dickhead guy and then there's the like kind of like shy, good, bad guy. And then there's Reggie, who's kind of like the guy in the other movie who... You know, it's just it's one of those movies. They do add the sexual element to it in this. There is a couple of moments that are pretty funny mm-hmm. involving a gun in particular. Oh, yeah. Oh my Super God. highly sexual there. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I did like kind of the snake part, too. And the, the kitty part is kind of funny. Uh, but, you know, it's it kind of pales. It really isn't that great. Honestly, I, I didn't love this film. Rewatching it, I remember when I first saw it the first time because it was so rare and it's been so long since this movie has come out mm-hmm. on Blu-ray. I'm glad I have it. And there is a work print that we went through and watched as well that, mm-hmm. you know, it had some extra parts in it, but it's really nothing. Nothing extravagant. No. And we can talk about some of the parts that we saw that were different from the original here. You're better off just watching the original one if you do get this uh, release from Scream Factory to pick up for your collection. Otherwise, yeah, it's it, there's no extra gore or anything like that. It's I mean, there is a little bit at the very end. Mm-hmm. I like some of the ideas that they do in this film. It just didn't work as well, you know, and I don't think it's necessarily anyone's fault, but, you know, I think Kevin Tenney, if he had a choice... He has said that he would like to redo this movie the right way because he feels like it didn't get the treatment that it should have. In fact, he really loved this script over the first one even, which is weird to me because the first one is gold. Like all the parts in it, all the like the old man and like all the little parts that it like it has this whole like air about it about Halloween. It just fits Mm -hmm. and it just works. And if you've ever seen the movie The Convent, that's a total nod to the first Night of the Demons. But yeah, it's not bad. It's a continuation. Part two is fun, but it leaves the whole house and it goes to a college. It's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like both of those are not the greatest. I wish that we had more of the Hall house. I think the Hall house is definitely what makes the Night of the Demons thing pop off a little bit more is the the setting of it is just fucking great. 
and the walls where they have like these brick walls up in the first one. Mm-hmm. They don't have any of that here. Right. You know, it just feels like a, like a regular house. Uh, I got some trivia on that. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, I would give this one like a 4.5, maybe a 5 out of 10. I would say 5 is fine because it's just average. You know, there's nothing special about it. It tries to go and do something different with the kids who rob a liquor store and you know, they didn't really rob it, so they get caught up and stuck at the whole house where Angela is taking over and using them and tricking them, which is kind of an interesting idea, but it just loses all of the scares. It loses a lot of the style. The intro of the movie, everything is just not there, and it just feels very hollow. Mm-hmm. So it's I would say it's about half the movie that the first one is. Right. You know, there's it's nice to see and continue on the story, but... This isn't like Demons 1 and Demon 2 where they're very close, but very different, you know, mm-hmm. like the first. And Angela looks completely different in this movie. She did. I When I when I was younger, I didn't even realize it was the same actress. Right. Yeah, you know? I didn't even think I thought it was. some other girl played her in the second and the third one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's the same woman. You know, when I was a kid, I had no idea. Right, because you get older and shit changes and right. shifts. and. Plus, you know, I came to the party late on a lot of these. You know, I remember right. seeing Night of the Demons, but... Part two came out in the th- when we were kids, you know, in yeah. high school and stuff. So, right. Yeah. So it's, it's just around that time. Yeah. I just, I think I remember seeing it on like Cinemax or HBO or something right. like that, you know? So, but I do remember the, the second one. Yeah. So if I had to say an order, I'd probably say one, two, and three. But then again, I'd have to watch three again. And I think I really liked part three, part two, excuse me. I would have to watch part two again. But I think I liked part three at the time because. It was better than part two in some ways. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I don't know. I would, you know, 4.5 or five, somewhere in there. What did you give it? Four. Okay. So yeah, about 4.5 between the two of us. Definitely better than the ghoulies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's for sure. 2.75 on that one. That one's a really, that's a rough one. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, you know, if you like demons, you'll, you'll appreciate it. It's not a terrible watch. But it's definitely nothing like the first one. So, But uh, we do have a little bit of trivia on this. I'll talk about some of what Kevin Tenney had to say and, uh, you know, and see what you think uh, about some of the differences in some of the movie. If you don't want to spoil the movie and you want to check it out, it isn't streaming anywhere right now. And you actually have to buy it. Right. Um, I think there might be a copy on uh, YouTube, but it's a really terrible copy. Right. And it's hard to watch. It's so blurry. So I wouldn't recommend it if it's going to be your first time watching it. Mm-hmm. it. Only if it's like your second or third time. So if you want to pick it up, definitely recommend it. I'm sure it'll come to one of the streaming services eventually. Because mm-hmm. it's just how Scream Factory works. They'll They'll put it up eventually on Tubi or fucking somewhere. So if you don't want anything spoiled, though, here is your warning. So event originally, this is the funny thing. So uh, the movie was ha- in the hands of somebody else who was writing it. And they were like, hey, we're having real problems with this, Kevin. They didn't ask him for his help yet. They were like, look, we don't have anybody that can write for it. We're having real issues. It was just kind of like a side chatter talk. Uh-huh. He wasn't even involved at the time. It was just like basically friends talking. Mm-hmm. And they, he said, you know, I always had an idea that like, what if these kids, like they accidentally rob a liquor store and they hold up in the hall house and Angela, they take her hostage and she's fucking with him the whole time. 
And, you know, I always thought that'd be kind of an interesting kind of idea to, to do in this movie. He said we could call it Reservoir Demons. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so they actually pitched the idea to the producers board and everybody that was like making all the, the decisions. They said they loved the idea and they wanted him to fucking come in and, you know, fix up the script and write it how he wanted to mm-hmm. and that they would foot the bill for him to be the writer on the thing. They didn't want to pay for him to be the director. And I think that the guy who did the direction of this didn't really even like the other movies and didn't even watch him. Oh, uh, so <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. It seems like that happens a lot with a lot of directors. Like they don't, especially when you get into these sequels. Yeah. Because it's like, they want to make their own thing and I get it. But I think if you're, if you have a fandom towards something, yeah, you got to keep some elements. I would just want to automatically be somebody who would look it up and watch all of them. Mm-hmm. And just see what elements worked and what didn't, and then come up with my own right version of that. Right, you know, I wouldn't have to. You don't have to stay well, within the lines. Well, it could have just been a paycheck too, you know. Right. Well, oftentimes sequels were right. So, uh, by the way, we get a roll. I forgot. Oh, okay. So this one's yours. I'm rolling for you. Okay. Looks like, I think red. Okay. Okay. You might know this because I know you're a fan. So, who is the heroine? In the novels by Paul Sheldon in Misery, 1990. Misery Wilkes, Misery Chastain, Misery Sheldon, or Misery Sindel? Okay, I got to think about the show. What's her last name? Read, read the last names again for me. Misery Wilkes, Chastain, Sheldon, or Sindel? Who's the heroine? So let me read the question to you again if you don't know what I'm saying here. Who is the heroine? In the novels by Paul Sheldon in Misery, 1990. Misery Wilkes, Misery Chastain, Misery Sheldon, or Misery Sindel? Misery Sindel. Incorrect. Okay. It is Misery Chastain. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. How the fuck am I supposed to remember that? You should have. I'm going to take a shot. Well, you bitched about it. Happy Voitober. Bo- bo- oh, shit. Happy Voitober. <laughs> <sighs> oh, damn it. You gotta do it again, <laughs> motherfucker. Happy Voidtober. Okay, don't complain. Here's for me. How did you know? Oh, purple. All right. <clears throat> I wanted to get yellow. Purple's on top. Yep. What was the country of origin for the film Nosferatu from 1922? Romania. The country of origin. Isn't Romania a country? It is, but that's not the right answer. The right answer is Germany. Oh, fuck. Oh, for the movie. Oh, I thought they were talking about the character. No, the country of origin for the film. Well, yeah, I would have said Germany. I didn't know. Do another one. Do a yellow one. I'm not doing that. That was a weird one. Okay. That, That didn't make sense. Like, I was thinking of the story. I know. It's fine. We'll do the yellow. What actor voiced Chucky in Child's Play series? Steven. Steven. Steven Dorf. Yep. Steven Dorf. Brad. God damn it. Dorf. How did I do that? You were very close. How did I fucking do that? It's because of Brad fucking Dora. There's there's Brad and and then Steven Dorf. I'm an idiot. All right. We're going to do another one until I get one right. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Happy Voidtober. I complain, so I'll do it again. 
But you won't know that one. Happy Voidtober. All right, me roll. I'll roll. Okay, roll. I'm, I'm fucking tired of getting the same one. I keep getting the same colors. Blue. Here we go. Okay, blue. In the loved, the loved ones from 2009. Australian film. Correct. Who does Lola Stone inject with a household cleaner filled syringe? Who does she inject with this syringe? Her date. Do you remember the name? They don't even give you choices? Nope. Oh, come on. Brent Mitchell. There's no way. Okay, we're going to do it again until I get another one. Okay. okay. Happy Voidtober. Which color? Um, Yellow. All right. Oh, you'll know this one. What Huey Lewis and the new song plays when Patrick Bateman dispatches Paul Allen with an axe in American Psycho? Hip to be square. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. It's gotta be, yeah. That's such an infamous uh, thing. Okay, wow, I'm feeling fucked up right now. Okay, so where do we leave off, Christina? Oh, we're you in trivia, were trivia, going trivia, trivia. Okay, so the title of the song "Demon Boogie" was originally considered as an alternative name for the Night of the Demons in 1988. Demon. Demon Boogie. Boogie. Yeah. Ugh. With the exception of the credits, Angela's name is never spoken in the movie. Oh. Yeah. She never says her name. Right. She didn't need to. I guess not. Oh, no, wait. She does. She when they it. first get there, no, because they kind of harass her with a gun. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as I had mentioned before, Kevin Tenney was not very happy with this cut. There is the f- a director's cut that's in the version, but it's not. It's not up to par. Be- yeah, there's no sound the effects. 4K. There's no music. It's not on a Blu-ray. Like it's- It was like in the worst quality possible. But it's interesting to have. Like, what were some of the things that were in it that we saw that were extra? That were extra? Oh, like in the very, very, very beginning of the movie, they actually had shot footage of Angela on the stairs when the police officer goes to the hall house for some sort of report or whatever. Remember? Oh, yeah. And then she's like, he's like, hey, I'm the law here. You have to follow what I have to say. And she grabs his fucking thing off his his chest Mm -hmm. and throws it at him like a ninja star. Mm -hmm. She is wearing a baseball cap and T-shirt because they wanted her to look Uh non-threatening like a mom would in a house. Right. Like a tract home in the middle of fucking Hall House, (laughs) I guess, which is this abandoned place, this haunted place that everybody knows in town that she's in. And for some reason, you know, she's there. Mm-hmm. But in the original, in the new, in the fixed one, the newer version that Kevin Tinney shot, I guess he did a couple of scenes. He shot a couple of scenes or re- had them shoot was her in her black dress mm-hmm. doing the same thing. I, I guess oh, okay. there was also a scene when the, when they break, when the they come from the robbery to the house. It's not really a robbery, but you know what I mean? The The incident that she's wearing a witch's outfit as well. Oh, because it's Halloween. Right. And she takes her witch hat off. So they had to reshoot that mm-hmm. a bunch of times with a bunch of close-up shots. That was something else I also noticed. The original cut of the film or whatever, I don't know what they did, but the version that they have on this uh, movie seems different than the trailer. Like the space above their heads was oh, different. Uh-huh. Be- and the reason I know this is because I used a seg- couple segments for my trailer. For the Voidtober for trailer. For the Voidtober trailer. And I was like, what the fuck? Why? Because she's like, something says something about, hey, you can wake the dead or something like that or whatever. And uh, and I noticed in the movie, in the, this version, it was like, 
trimmed down, like almost mm-hmm. like they zoomed in on the picture. Right. So that the the edges wouldn't be seen. Oh, huh, it's weird. I don't know if that's why. But also the end of the movie when they when Angela tries to cross the threshold and her skin comes off. Melts. Yeah, you see a lot more gore in the uh in her part. There's like a skeleton, she's like screaming, she's like bah, 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 bah. that was funny. Yeah. It's cute. It's cute. But that's pretty much it. There wasn't really all that much. And that version, you really don't even get to see. So, like, it doesn't have, like, the sound effects. It doesn't have any of the music. There's, like, no gaff sounds or anything going on. Like, it was really weird to watch. So we kind of skipped around. Right. Um, Apparently, in December of 2002, in an interview with Joe Blow, Kevin Tenney said that the script he had written for the film was considered the best of the three he further stated that due to the bad decisions made on the set, that many of the script's best scenes ended up on the cutting room floor in an attempt to fix things that had gone awry during the production. So it's too bad that they didn't ever get to shoot those scenes. They didn't really end up on the cutting room floor because they never shot them. Right. So, but, you know. They must have not had the money. Probably. I mean, it, it was. Right. Pro- yeah. Um. There was a scene in the very beginning of the movie. We can talk about some of the scenes where the kids are in the van and they're making snaps at each other. And uh, yo mama jokes. Yeah, which is funny because these yo mama jokes we called snaps back in 1990. Did you? I've never heard that before. Yeah. It was in 1994 that there's these books called snaps that came out and everybody in school bought them. They were like, you know, it was when books were still kind of popular with kids, you know, like. You know, they would go buy these like cool ones like Jack Handy, mm-hmm. like the Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy or, you know, whatever they saw on TV. And the snaps were definitely popping off at this time in 1994. So mm-hmm. they had been going on for like a year. They even had a TV show where they were like, your mama's so fat, you know, mm-hmm. they were doing it in the car and it's ultra cringe. Very cringe. Like it's extremely cringy to see in this movie, but it is very topical for the time. So yeah. it makes perfect sense why it was in here. What did you think? Uh, so when they're in the car and they stopped at the Quickie Mart, what did you think of that scene, that scene where the 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 cashier gets a gun pulled? They put he pulls his shotgun out on him, and then there's like a gunfight. Like what do you think? Well, yeah, about because that he thinks the the Reggie's like got a gun or something because he's black. So he, yeah, he, he oh like pulls God, the shotgun on him. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then Vince, of course, the cool guy, Vince. Pulls his gun. And then pulls it on the guy. And then the two cops walk in right at that moment. Mm -hmm. And they're not even looking at the front of the counter, which I would think is not something that cops would normally do. I think cops, when they are, you know, on the. The beat. On the beat, they would be kind of assessing all situations at every place they go. Yeah, well, it's still a job. That's why they. they I guess in a small town, it's probably a little more mundane. Yeah. So they probably wouldn't have been looking at him when they walked in, but mm-hmm. I would think that they would look at the cash register to say hi in a small town. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I have a problem with in this movie mm-hmm. with that with that kind of thing is that they I wouldn't assume that they would just walked in. They would have seen him with the shotgun immediately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then he like fights over it, and then uh, he shoots the cop, and he goes through the window sideways. By the way, right? Because the the crazy. way that the the store set up. The windows are on the left-hand side. He shoots him. So the only way that he could be blown out the window <laughs> is if he shot him from the right side and out the window. But mm-hmm. I don't know how he did it, but that's I guess that's how it worked mm-hmm. in this movie. So I think it was a little bit of a mistake. 
I was like, them some shells. Like, they, I thought it was an interesting way to like start the movie too, where they didn't. They had like a reason where they had to go to the house because now all of a sudden their friend is shot and they're all in the car and they're driving around trying to find us a place and they're running out of gas because the cops shot the gas. Can we talk about Vince Kid. though, because he's like really annoying in this movie. Oh my god, he's, he's a really so good actor. Annoying. I'm not saying he's not. He did. He did the part role well because he's supposed to be the guy that you don't he's like. He's supposed to be the school shooter, right? Because before you know there was school shootings, That's like he exactly was exactly right. He was totally like you know the blonde haired kid with the trench coat and the boots who's a jerk, like he, the bully guy. Like he's totally a school shooter, right? Kevin Tenney was talking about how he didn't really understand the wardrobe in this movie. <laughs> that he hated that the guy was wearing a black shirt in the movie. Because Vince was going to get shot later on. Oh. And he was like, don't you want to see the blood on him? He's right. supposed to be wearing like cool guy stuff. You don't need him to be wearing some weed shirt. Is that what makes <laughs> him kind of badass? You know, like, so he, he Kevin Tenney said he really didn't like the wardrobe when he did this. So. <laughs> um, he said that that guy and the girl with the short hair who was his girlfriend were like the best. Yeah. So, and they both kind of, you know, went on to do different things, but. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously he's still acting, right? So playing the badass because he, I saw him in the as the Swedes in the Umbrella Academy, and he comes out of a, sh- oh okay, yeah. he comes out of a van in in there, and he's like walking down the street with the guns, right? And he's kind of looking like a badass, right? But he's a little d- older, you know, like he looks a little different than he does now. Of course, so. I found I. I you, <laughs> You were like, of course, Reggie dies first because, you know, he's the <laughs> the, yeah, that's what he's the person of color. So, of course, any melanin you go down before the ni- not late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I think they started to correct some of that later on. I think it was like. Well, it's because it's a trope. It turned into a trope. Right. That was in the 90s when they started recognizing. This yeah. Where they're the like, trope. oh, shit, we better we better put diversity in here yeah. because got to represent everybody so they but, just put the token people in there you well know? you know in the first movie the funny thing is is that kevin tinney had him survive right the black guy survives in right. the first movie which is totally breaking the rules of that which is great you know because mm-hmm. like him and the girl get out right at the end of the fucking movie right and they're walking down the street so right. uh i did like uh <laughs> I, I, you can totally tell that anytime Angela's talking that they're like voice dubbing her oh, to yeah. do the demon the voice. Thing. So it's like really, it doesn't, it's so bad. Like, uh, uh, I'm Batman. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cringy. She has some of the worst lines in this movie. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. I think that one of the biggest scenes in the movie is where Orson is like, she's like getting in the head of Orson, the dorky kid, because he's always picked on. And like, he's like, hey, maybe they have girls there for me too, huh, Reggie? And he's like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dork. <laughs> and uh, he has the gun. He grabs the gun off the cop when they're at the at the store. Right, and hides it. And hides it so that he can he can have power too because mm-hmm. he feels like he's nobody. And then she Angela's all like, oh, so I guess he's no longer the little guy anymore. Right, and they're aching him on. Yeah, she's like toying with his head and everything like that. And so there's this scene where he's arguing with Vince. He's like, I'll watch everybody here and you go check the house for anybody else because there might be a more people here. Mm-hmm. 
and that's when Vince goes up to fuck his girlfriend up on the stairs or whatever. Like, I don't know what it Which is. Which is like a 15-minute fucking scene. Well, yeah, this movie wouldn't be a, a, a Night of the Demons movie with all the little sex Christ. in it. You know, that's what they had in the first one. That's what they got to have in this one, remember. too. Yeah, there was the, the casket sex scene. There was the oh. one where Linnea Quigley shoves the fucking, you know, lipstick into her nip. And then like with, uh, you know, there's a bunch of sex in that. Um, but yeah, so then he's downstairs with Angela and he, she's like, ooh, I like guns, you know. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I think guns are hot. That's what she says. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he points it at her and she oh. starts sucking on the barrel of the fucking Magnum. That was dumb. <laughs> and she, yeah, she sucked the bullets out of it yes, and like yes. spit them in well, her hand. Right before she hand. does it, he said, she said, you want me, don't you? And he said, depends if you can suck a garden, a golf ball through a 10 foot garden hose, which is something that Reggie said in the car oh. earlier. So he was just like saying what he said. Yeah, he was trying to be cool like him. And then she sucks the bullets out and spits them into the thing and then kisses him and sticks his t- sticks her snaky tongue out the back of his head. And then he turns into a demon from wearing the demon mask that he has, like mm-hmm. that he was wearing in the movie. Right. And the mask transitions into a demon. Right. That so was, yeah, was kind of cool. Yeah, that was cool. And then the cat lady turns into a cat demon. Right. That was kind of cool, too. She was dressed as a cat, so she turned into a cat demon. Yeah, that makes sense. And then the one lady's arm turns into a snake. Yeah, because she's got the sock that Reggie gave her that he turned into a snake on her hand. And so she's wearing it the whole movie until that one scene Mm -hmm. when her hand turns into a snake. And apparently that scene where it's uh, it was written that the snake hand was supposed to bite her on the face multiple times. Mm-hmm. Until she dies. I wonder why they didn't do that. Because they wanted to have more sex in the movie, so oh, she yeah, diddles herself with the snake hand. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, I mean that's the funny part. There's also the scene where they go outside and the detective shows up, and so the detective's like his whole thing in the whole movie. He keeps bringing up magic in the film so that this one scene can align with the stars. You know what I mean? And he's like, she, she was like. He's like, freeze, lady. You got to send. She she gets held hostage by Vince. Vince gets in a shootout with the detective. The detective shoots Vince dead by shooting him in the eye, which is kind of gnarly looking. And then she's like, oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, my God. I was so scared. And then Nick is like, fuck you, bitch, and shoots her in the head with the shotgun and her head just explodes. And then it just comes back together all of a sudden. He's like, Oh, that's some magic trick, the detective says. Oh, my God. You remember? Yeah. And she's like, sorry, I've been a little scattered brained lately. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that that dialogue. All right. So here's it. Here's a quadruple or no, double or nothing. Okay. Double or nothing on this. We're going to roll the dice. Filling it up. I'm going to slam this. Okay. Do you want me to do, read you? you don't have to do it. I know you can't drink like I do. I'm going to be regretting this. I know I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Blue. Um, in Hatchet 2006, what is the name of the deformed killer? Oh, my God. Dude. Hatchet 2006. I know, I know this, and I don't know why I can't think of his name. Oh. I know Kane Hodder played him. I know the guy that was in it who played, uh, he was in another movie called Spiral. <laughs> I, like, I can tell you everything else, but his fucking name. You know his name. 
I know his name. I do too. I just it's on the tip of my tongue. Do you want me to give you a hint? No. It starts with a V. Oh, Victor. What and the last name? Oh shit. Yeah, I'm not gonna know that. It starts with a C. Crowley. There you go. All right, do another one. Okay. Uh you, that was too unfair. That was unfair. Yeah. What is the name of the bride in Bride of Chucky, nineteen ninety eight? What's her what's name? The, Tiffany. Yep, Valentine. To what M. Night Shyamalan film was Split 2006 a sequel? Um, Broken? Close. Or Fragile? Close. God damn it. The film is from the year 2000. I, it doesn't matter what the year is. I, I My brain is like fucking farting right now. I'm drunk. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Okay. Who directed Green Room from 2015 and Blue Ruin from 2013? <laughs> Jeremy Stallner. Yeah, I all right, I'm gonna drink all of this. All right. Okay. Tap tap. Ah. This one's good. Hold on. Happy Void Tober. Woo! <laughs> In Paranormal Activity from 2007, which character is more frequently off camera? Katie or the guy. Wait, say I didn't even listen to what you were saying. In Paranormal Activity, which character is more frequently off camera? Katie or the guy? The guy. Yeah. Mc- How do you say his name? Mc- M-I-C-A-H. Micah. Micah. Yeah, that's right. So let's talk I about the end of the movie and oh, then yeah. we'll close it up. Okay. That's enough. Jesus Christ. I'm not going to drink anymore. <laughs> um. So yeah. So this one at the very end of the movie, she goes over the threshold. Angela gets pulled over. I really like the gore in this scene, and I wish we would have seen more of that in this movie. Throughout the yeah, throughout the movie. Yeah, because like that was like the best part of the whole movie. And I'm I guess it makes sense that they saved it for the end. Mm-hmm. But there is something that she says at the end that I was more interested in to talk about was that the the cheerleader and Nick get out. So Holly and Nick get out. And she sits there and he's like, well, what do we do now? I guess we just get out of here or what? And she's like, I can't. I got to go back in next year. Oh, yeah. And he's like, what are you, crazy? Like, what do you want to do? I got to keep people out she's of here. She's like, I can't. She's like, I got to keep people out of here. And I'm just going to keep coming back every year until it's it's done, until I'm dead. And it's like, I guess that's where Kevin Tenney left the door open for another sequel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think that because of how far the second and the third one are different from Mm -hmm. the original. It just changes it. And you really truly like, I get it. Like, I know that it's like evil dead has moved out of the cabin a couple of times, but a lot of people really like the cabin, right? Like that's like the part that they love so much about the cabin. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously in army and darkness, they go back in time and stuff like that. But I feel like, I think the house is really what needs to be, because it's a haunted house movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's a demonic haunted house movie. Right. And that's what people want to see. They want to go to a dark house that's spooky and, and looks and they spooky. And want demons to come out of the toilet. Yeah, and it doesn't look like it's a fucking pre-built house that, <laughs> you know, is on any street that corner. That they built from a Sears catalog in 1923. Right. Trivia tidbit that I forgot to mention that I just now thought of is that Kevin Tinney said that they wouldn't even let him rewrite the script because he was like, can I at least change why the house doesn't look the same? There's two bits of trivia here. So uh, he wanted to go back and explain that the the house, the, the whole house got torn down at some point. 
mm-hmm. and they rebuilt another house over top oh, of it. And mm-hmm. then a family moved in and then got killed. And right. so they left it to the way it was. And that's why Hall House was like, you know, that's why. Like that. Right. So he Which said makes sense. that would have made sense to make it do it. Now, another thing is, is that he was really disappointed with how the house looked and everything because there was no corridors. It just looked kind of a box. Dumb. Yeah. So and it's true because if you notice in the beginning of the movie, and this is something that was in the director's cut, is that the in the original director's cut, they used the house that they were in to kind of move around the house. But because they knew how awesome the original house from the first movie looked, Mm-hmm. They use the same footage from the first movie in the house of this one. So when Angela's stuck in the furnace like she was in the first movie and then the second movie and all of them, they kind of kept the continuity uh, with the basement and the uh, the moratorium or whatever. The, mm-hmm. the, what do they call that? Like where they burn the bodies. Uh-huh. Because it's an old, the whole house is an old uh, right. mortuary. Right. So... Yeah, they wanted to keep the, the continuity of it, and it looks the way that they lit the first one right. really looks spooky, man. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I would love to hear what you guys think of these movies. Do you like Ghoulies Three? Do you like Night of the Demons Three? Is it pale in comparison? Did you buy the the Scream Factory trilogy? Did you get the just the first one? I mean. I, you know, like, I just like to have them all. I don't think I need to upgrade the sequel or the second one or the third one now. Mm-hmm. I have the 4K of the first one, and I think I'm good with that. I don't need 4Ks of the other ones. Right, you know? exactly. You it's don't. Like, it's like, I don't need to go wild with that. I bought Ghoulies and that fan that fan picks thing on mm-hmm. digital, which I would like to have a physical copy of it at some point because I have the first Ghoulies in 4K. you're a collector. Yeah, I would love to have 4K Ghoulies too, so... I would get that. Mm-hmm. Ghoulies 3, however, no. Nah, Blu-ray is fine. Right. Even DVD. <laughs> right. And I think the sense. fourth one deserves at least a Blu-ray. A DVD. Or a Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, DVD. So, <laughs> But yeah, let me know what you guys think. Happy Voidtober. I hope you guys are joining us on YouTube and watching the fuck out of those videos because I'm spending a lot of time doing it, and I really appreciate your guys' support. If you can, please share this episode with someone that you love. And that you think deserves to listen to this podcast and who's as kick-ass as you motherfuckers. And uh, yeah, thank you. We will see you next week when we talk about Terrified from 2017. Which is on Shudder and Anything for Jackson, which is 2020 on Shudder. So you got your, your, your viewing assignments. These are great movies. I promise you, you'll at least get a 7 out of 10 out of these. At least, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If not one of your favorite movies out of these, you know what I right. mean? Like, I, I these are some of my favorite movies in the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I have a couple more that I like, you know, like Color Out of Space and stuff. But these two are really good. So I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you guys join us next week. And as always, long live the voyage.